Radio Worm goes to O Festival. Reports from Chola and Tisa. All right, all right. Hello, hello, hello. <coughs> You're listening to Radio Worm, and this is an O Festival special, exclusive interview <laughs> moment okay 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 what is happening there is this festival called O Festival right now in the town of Rotterdam started last night Friday 20th and it's going on till next Sunday the 29th so lots of time for people to come and see things here in Rotterdam Indeed. and Tisa Who's over there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chola is over, over there. there. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> we are the ones that are covering the festival, uh, which means that we go to see a lot of shows, we speak to a lot of people, and then we kind of mash it all together into a radio experience for our listeners to know what they have missed. <laughs> <laughs> and more, because a lot of the shows actually at festival are playing a few times. So there are a couple of shows which are playing three, four, five times or so if people have missed it, they can get another chance. Mm -hmm. yes. yes, you'll hear us a few times this week. But welcome, welcome to O Festival, really excited that it started. And our special guests who are here with us today, Voivos and Alex. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so in our case, I guess, um, so we are um, screening a film we made. It's a video opera. Um, and uh, it's actually for those who are listening live, they still have time to <laughs> get here at uh, Worm, uh, Worm, Worm Central Station, Come Worm to Worm. Central Station mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, where we are right now <laughs> and we are really, uh, it's really amazing. <laughs> uh, we've never been uh, here before because we don't live in Rotterdam but it's, it's absolutely stunning space. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really great but and I, I'd like to say unlike uh, the other shows that play more than once, ours is only once. So it's your only chance to come and see it today. At 2.30. Yes, today at 2.30 at Worm. <laughs> Beautiful. And Going straight for the promo. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, um, can you tell us a little bit about what it is? So sure. Um, so um, it's, it's an opera. <laughs> it's based on um, Claudio Monteverdi's uh, Orfeo, um, which is considered to be by many um, the first opera to ever be uh, written, which is quite exciting, isn't it? Um, so um, we made it into a queer opera, so we changed the story quite radically. Um, in our version, um, Orpheus um, is the first uh, openly gay prime minister of Greece, um, and he's about to get married to his partner, um, and the partner, um, the day before the wedding, gets murdered by some uh, bad people. We don't know, maybe extremists, maybe right-wing uh, terrorists or whatever. Um, so, like, the play is about basically Orpheus going to the underworld and trying to negotiate history with the gods of the gods of Greekness, really. Um, Which is what happens in the original story as well, right? Like, yeah, we, we, follow, we, we follow the same kind of big narrative structures, mm -hmm. uh, but we changed, obviously, the story, like, uh, to, to, to tell our story. Um, and uh, there are big parts of the original that we kept intact and big parts of the, the original music that we kept intact. Um, 
Uh, there are some others that they are original compositions, so there, were, there are quite a lot of beats that are electronics, uh, there are like um, 80s uh, references with synths and vocoders, and some of the music we brought with us t today will kind of showcase how we mixed this kind of original uh, Baroque influences with contemporary electronics and kind of more experimental uh, elements, both in terms of composition and in terms of singing. Um, so, so yeah, I, I was part of the of the writing team, and um, for us it was a really interesting challenge because we wanted to keep the original music, which meant that we had to rewrite um, the story we wanted to tell to match the music that we got. So. Um, um, our colleague Adriana, who is the librettist, um, she was really she had this really impossible task, basically, of kind of rewriting the libretto to tell a different story, but like matching the notes uh, and of the original, and which which was also, I guess, exciting, uh, but very very challenging. So, a shout to her. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, start working as a big team? How how did this go? Like, where did the idea come from in the first place? And then, how did you find people to do what they did and change, uh, like, uh, have specific roles? Um, okay, I can say something, but maybe you can. Uh, yeah. Um, so basically, it was uh, originally it was written to be staged as like a staged opera, and uh, <coughs> it's uh, it was produced by the Greek National Opera. Um, so yeah, everything was you know ready and uh, uh, like the the concept was by Fita, who is like Fivos and Phil, and uh, Phil is a yeah an, another person, and they have been doing art together for like ten years now. And uh, so yeah, it's it was conceptualized by Fita, and then Fita invited all these uh, different kinds of people to work with them. And um, they were also invited by the um, alternative stage of the Greek National Opera to present it there. Um, so yeah, it was a staged production. And uh, maybe you can say a bit more about how mm. it was written. But like um, then COVID happened, and like one day before the premiere, it was cancelled. Oh. Oh. And yeah. uh, <laughs> in in yeah. in Greek in Greece. In Athens, yeah. 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 Athens. Mm. So it was, yeah, wow. everybody was devastated. Actually, I was still not part of the team because I came mm. in uh, for the film production because I work in film. And uh, so, yeah, I, I am part of the, like, the film team mm. and I did a production for the, for, for the film. So, yeah, I was actually a spectator. Like, I had a ticket to go and watch. <laughs> the by, it, by coincidence? Was it? No, no because we we're friends. friends ah, okay, and okay. we've been working together. For, like, I've known the guys also, like, for more than 10 years. And we've, okay. like, because I also do performance art. And, uh, yeah. So we work together a lot. And, um, so, yeah, like, uh, and suddenly, yeah, it was all cancelled. And uh, there was a lot of, like, I guess, disappointment. Mm. And um, so I guess after a while, after the whole thing a bit kind of, like, let's say, blew over, there was there were thoughts, like, what should we do? Like, because basically this work would probably not have been presented at the opera because then, you know, the opera has more, like, new plays and probably wouldn't have been presented. So there was this idea by the guys, okay, let's, because Phil has... Um, a background in, a background in film so yeah they said okay let's let's make a film mm. with it 
and yeah, maybe you can uh, also elaborate a bit. No, I, I think that's that's about what has happened, and I think at some point when we went and we were like, oh, maybe we can, you know, since you cannot find a slot for us, which was quite like upsetting, as you can, because we worked on this piece for like two years, yeah. um, oh. so we were like, maybe you can like find some money so we do like we film this so we have it as a as an archival thing and what what they proposed from the opera uh, was like oh why do, like why don't you film a stage the stage version and at the time i want to remind you like it was the fir- after the first lockdown mm. um it was like maybe the second lockdown oh my god <laughs> how many were they anyway <laughs> yeah, exactly but but at the time that's what lots of theater companies yeah. and and major theater um institutions would do like upload staged film uh, staged productions film which is not that interesting to watch okay right? thank you for saying that <laughs> usually we're the one to say it and sometimes people are like mm, okay we're not allowed to but it's true though like and the audience it's a very different o- experience exactly and it loses the the immediacy of theater yeah without kind of bringing the complexity of uh like move, moving image of film um so phil was like oh staged opera on, on with three ca- steady cameras like it's awful like like we can't do that mm-hmm. like um let's make it into a film <laughs> and then we were like we the, then we, when alex joined the team because basically we didn't have the resources we had like five days of filming uh, we had <laughs> Alex, Alex just makes a big sigh <laughs> and close of the eyes <laughs> yeah at the time there was not even it was like just there was just the beginning of vaccination so you know people didn't have didn't weren't vaccinated so even <coughs> e- even if one person of the team um, got COVID just the, the whole thing is over forever yeah, yeah, possibly yeah. 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 So this is the negotiation in uh, below the earth that's happening uh, for you in, yeah. in this one moment. Of, the one production of the negotiations. One. <laughs> the main negotiations. Yeah. It was yeah. It was a challenge to make this film. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Wait, when did you make it then? When were the five days you had to film? It was uh, last June. Yeah. Okay. It was. Sounds like a It was a year ago. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like now in May, like end of May, we were like recording everything because yeah, it was all um, all the music was of pre-record. course pre-recorded, and um, not all of it. There are some scenes that are uh, were uh, recorded live actually as we filmed it. Um, so yeah, even the recording, it was like really, really like stepping on eggshells and like trying to get everybody together because someone was in touch with someone at, on the street who had like it was really and like getting <laughs> yeah. people together not to, like so that they're not afraid, you know, to come mm. because there was a lot of fear. And also like in terms of like the regulations mm. and how they changed at the time. Uh, for all arts institutions and I'm sure things were similar here but at some point we went for rehearsals for the film and uh, someone from the opera said oh you're not you you have to wear masks in the rehearsals and Phil was like this is a lip sync (laughs) 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 what part of lip sync don't you understand (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Uh, it's like uh, this kind of like you know absurdities at all times anyway but I am really proud uh, like of uh, that we made this and mm-hmm. I say that without a hint of 
self-deprecation or irony I'm like just I'm straight up proud yeah. <laughs> and yeah we should be I mean yeah. it's, it's a real accomplishment I think yeah and, and it's, a, it's a feature film like in the end mm-hmm. I mean obviously there are many limitations um, but we tell the story and there are m- and you know what uh, next week in, in two weeks there are like the the, the awards for uh, the film the Greek Film Academy which is the equivalent of the Oscars, but for Greece, so, <laughs> you know, slightly smaller. <laughs> uh, but we are uh, we are up for an award of the. Uh, so Congratulations! It's yeah. amazing. So crazy that last year, this time last year, we didn't even know if we had a film, and now we are like next week we are going to the you know. Have you got your outfits ready? Yeah, darling. Oh. Um, <laughs> we're doing uh, haute couture. Amazing. <laughs> you're going? Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Oh, you're going. Uh, because okay. I would be in Athens. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I didn't, I wasn't planning to, to, to go to Athens just for that, but it's also my birthday, so. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, you're going. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in Berlin, so. Just I to go know. back a few steps, so it's the, you, the five days you were filming, you did it in the theatre, so you did still kind of collaborate no. with, oh, no. <laughs> uh, we had, like, different, uh, um, yeah, but, like, locations, like, we had, like, one location that was, like, uh, someone's house, basically, who, like, gave it to us for free, and uh, we had some, ah, yeah, some of the stuff was in inside the building of the, of the opera, actually, we actually filmed in the offices we we <laughs> managed somehow to get permission to f- to film in the offices of the opera so the the office scene it's actually at the opera's offices yeah and then uh, the rest uh, yeah i guess the warehouse ah uh, yeah yeah like one of the best scenes i think that we filmed was yeah at the um, basically the um, the place where they store all the props and like uh, clothes and everything and it's uh, this huge huge place like this huge warehouse where we filmed this scene the final scene of the film and uh, that was a yeah that was a really really nice experience how mm. like because yeah. no one has ever been allowed to film there mm. or do, do anything mm. there so yeah it was very the whole thing was an exercise in kind of using the limited resources yeah so we literally used because we, 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 we couldn't find external like locations so we literally used every every weird place we could find within the, the national opera kind of uh, <laughs> and we had to do studio days in an external yeah, studio yeah. so there are yeah. some green screen um, kind of shoots also is there a specific reason why you were interested in weird spaces like what's the weirdness about mm, interesting question I don't know, like, because Phil went to see mm. that, but h- who proposed it? Was it Petros who proposed that space? Petros is the art designer of the film, Petros Tuludis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think together, they they were basically because we didn't want to use the stage, so you have to be creative. Like, okay, you can have some things on green screen, uh, but if, if you have a feature film, like one hour and 50 minutes, like, you need some variety of, of spaces. So um, I think there was this, yeah, like basically we were like, what can we get out of this building? Uh, and uh, so there is one one reason that is about, I think, the, you know, the aesthetic experience of a film, like you need different spaces and you need interesting spaces. But there is something about the weirdness. I think for our film, because it is a queer film, but not only in terms of like, oh, there are two gay men kissing. Like it, it's more about a queerness as a, 
as a I don't know as a as a desire to subvert norm, normativity and like to create something that's like um, unusual and kind of unsettling. <laughs> so I think when we went. I think when they went uh, to the uh, the warehouse where they store all the um, props, initially they went to, to, to take props, but then they were like, but this way that all these kind of fragments of different operas are stored together, it's actually quite gorgeous. And because we, we do work with like a postmodern aesthetic, a post-internet post aesthetic, we like this kind of collage-y elements. We like when things that don't match come together we like putting things um, on top of each other, so like uh, it, it matches our general kind of vision. I think this kind of this idea of the yeah of the multiplicity and the collage elements. I, I think. And, and maybe like when we say props, it's not like maybe if people think oh, okay, it's cups or like <laughs> no, it's like this really huge props of like ancient statues yeah. and I don't know like uh, yeah. huge uh, uh, Virgin Marys or what like you know that are used on stage plays basically yeah. at the opera yeah and uh, so yeah like you you will see it in the film of course mm. and it's all yeah this this part of the like the underworld uh, is yeah it's all like this, this uh, the space. underworld mm. is in the uh, storage yeah. space Okay, I w before we say anything, I've got so many questions, but I think we should listen to something. Because oh, yeah. 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 I also really, yeah. maybe we can choose what to play uh, first. Should we, I don't know, should we do logic? Yeah, yeah. the first, the first uh, like character that appears in the film. Okay. too much eh no, no but I mean there's more if you want <laughs> no we yeah, can listen well, to you, another one in a bit you can yeah you yeah. should come to the, the screen <laughs> beautiful but, but is it in Greek oh uh, yeah wow uh, yeah. oh yeah uh, what uh, is the original also in Greek or am I stupid no it's in, <laughs> you're not stupid it's, it's in Italian I think. it's in Italian yeah okay would then uh, that's why so, you yeah. know Fibos was saying that they had to really um, write all the libretto yes. to match the music, but in Greek. Mm. Ah, okay, was, yeah, we, we've definitely missed that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> maybe, yeah, we didn't mention that, yeah, yeah it yeah. all had to be done in Greek, so it had to be like the, um, how do you call this, 
like counting of syllables. Yeah, like the metric or somehow yeah, yeah, yeah. of the it language. It had to be all translated into Greek. And that, like, Andriana Minu, who uh, is also part of the writing team, yeah, had to do this job. That's wow. wild. Are yeah. there subtitles in the movie? Yes, yeah, of yeah. course. Okay. <laughs> I, I've heard, or maybe I've read in a beautiful book, um, Singing and Imagination. I forgot the author. <coughs> But they say, um, there is this uh, opera, and then um, in the olden times, there were no subtitles. You know, even in theaters, like even mm. in oh, opera yeah. houses when it happens. And in a way, the subtitles can prevent the full experience of the music happening because then the attention is split <laughs> in two parts, kind of. What yeah. w- What's your position on this, kind of like yeah. getting the full experience from the piece itself? Is it only possible if you speak Greek or not even then? That's because funny. libretto is kind of transformed into this I mean, Alex form. is a, supply, a subtitleist, so, uh-huh. so <laughs> you, you did the subtitles. Yes, yeah. yes. And it's, uh, it's a very, like, uh, it's a question that really, like... Uh, Triggers you. Know, <laughs> no, it's like because I am I am a subtitleist, but uh, I'm basically uh, anti-translation. <laughs> no, wow. But in okay. a in a sense that, like, I prefer like when I like when I read a book or when I watch a film. Of course, it's more preferable to watch it in its original version or read the book in its original version. But of course, we cannot speak all the languages in the mm. world, and uh, you know. And of course, we need access to art or, uh, you know, anything that, uh, you know, is not in our native language. So, yeah, I mean, of course, subtitles are very important. And, you know, I'm, of course, and I'm anti-translation, but I am pro-subtitles, but I'm anti-dubbing also. <laughs> like, because I live in Germany and, you know, in Germany, they love to dub everything. Which means that they would sing it in German. Yeah, uh, they right, like cover or, yeah. all the original voices with German voices. Right. You know, like in Germany, like there is a, a specific person for the voice of Tom Hanks or whatever. Like <laughs> they, they do this. So anyway, I'm so anti that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really trying because in, uh, in German, like I'm really trying to push people, you know, let's do subtitles. Let's do so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a really interesting question of like, yeah, is it? Mm. But I think. Yeah, of course. The best way, of course, would be if you spoke Greek and you could watch the film without subtitles. Yeah, mm, I but don't know. It's, uh, I disagree. <laughs> really, I mean, uh, even if you're Greek, so there's this thing with opera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Greeks ask for subtitles. To be yeah. honest, uh-huh. I mean, and this is the same. Like, um, even if it's in the language you speak, uh, opera, because like you know of the elongated vowels and like the weird like singing intonation oftentimes you cannot follow and usually classical operas the libretto is almost like it's very beautifully written and poetic but the story does not really do much anyway so you know even if you miss a little bit it's you know you will get the the general idea and you will enjoy the experience but I think because we're conceptual artists and because our story is heavily discursive political and kind of I would go as far as saying highly philosophical. I think if you don't, if you just enjoy the music, it's just it's not it's not that kind of a it's not that kind of a piece. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can enjoy the music, but I think the main gesture, the main like intention behind this film, is about the the discourse. So I'm mm. I'm here a little bit heretical, I think heretical, um, especially 
because I don't come from the opera world, I don't come from the classical music world, so I'm like, okay, you know, that's a great medium to tell what we want to tell, but what we want to tell is quite important. Like, uh, so I, I would I could go as far as saying that even if it was if someone speaks Greek, for me the ideal would be having some type of like Greek subtitles so they can actually, and also the ideal would be that they watch it at least two times. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think like for me, yeah, after the tenth time of watching it, it's best to watch it uh, without subtitles. But yeah, after ten times, I I recommend no subtitles. <laughs> But maybe um, we should, yeah, talk about, like, because you were saying, like, mm. what we want to say, like, what mm. the story we want to tell. And maybe we should say um, mm. also, like, about the inspiration or, like, uh, part of the inspiration of, uh, for this, uh, for the story. About Zach. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, okay, I'll, um, so as far as I know also from the guys, um they wanted to do like some uh, they wanted to write this opera that would be like funnier and uh, like um, more up not upbeat but like uh, mm. a bit more um, celebratory like I, yeah and more I mean it's still critical but like maybe critical in different ways like funnier ways but then uh, as they were writing it um, this really tragic thing happened uh, in Athens um, um this uh, queer activist and drag queen, uh, Zakostopoulos, was murdered in the center of Athens, like in broad daylight. And um, he Jewelry was... Jewelry shop situation. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's and the story. Mm. He was like, I mean, we were friends with Zak and uh, we, like, we did also, like, we worked together, like, mm. with performance and stuff because, you know, Zak was, you know, part of the queer community in Athens. And so we were all shocked when this happened. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, so after that happened and all the grief that, uh, you know, we had and uh, we, we were trying to, like, deal with this situation that this, thi- this thing happened, like, like a really, like a person was really, like, anyway, <laughs> it's too heavy for radio, mm. for, like, midday radio right now. But anyway, so basically, yeah, they kind of shifted the way they wrote. Um, yeah the the libretto and since there is already like in the in the original uh, story there is a death like someone dies and um, so they decided to kind of like uh, use Zach's situation to get inspired for writing the um, mm-hmm. the murder uh, mm-hmm. scene I mean there is no murder scene but it's like someone gets someone dies and there's like this huge drama of course uh, in the in the story um i don't know no no that's that's important and i think it it changed how we saw this project it became something quite dark at the same time in the original there there are these really dark parts and really sad parts and then there are really fun parts and really kind of exuberant fun parts so the original is in itself quite a, a strange strange piece like at the time that the operatic conventions were not established so there was a lot of kind of again this col- almost a collage of, of different elements so um, so I think we did follow that spirit and we did kind of tell this really tragic story that for us is really important um, and important to communicate but also important in order to process and and grieve like and mourn 
like the, these laws. But, uh, but also there are other parts where we kept our original intention and like they're quite exuberant and surreal and funny. So the result is a little bit emotionally challenging. Um, in the past few, um, few screenings we did actually um, outside of Greece, um, we did a screening in Berlin at the Babylon Cinema. Um, and um, yeah, and there was another um, screening at ICA Boston. Um, anyway, what I was saying is like I, I, we, we, the more we kind of um, show it to people outside of our circles, we realize that it's quite a challenging work emotionally because usually you stick with one kind of emotion throughout the piece, but this is quite a roller coaster. And like uh, when it's sad, it's really sad, and when it's fun, it's quite exuberant and 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 these parts are quite close to each other and um and i think this okay this is a bit of a cliche but i think this is good um this kind of um bringing these emotions together because i feel like that's how we experience the world more more or less Mm, it's true to your experience yeah it is true to our experience but having said that like I think for us doing that that year, it was like impossible not to talk about Zach, and it's still Im- impossible to not talk about Zach because um, it's it's been such a huge, hugely um, traumatic um, and politically significant uh, because Zach was quite central in the queer scene, as Alex said, and and uh, if there was not this reaction by the queer scene, no one would care. Yeah. Like it would it be. We have just gone through the like little yeah. small letters in the in the news. Yeah, I was there in Athens. I think it was 2018 and joined yes. the yeah. manifestation. Oh, for you protest. were there. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So uh, I can imagine what kind of emotion kind of passed exactly. yeah. through the yeah. movie as well. Yeah. 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 Um, Oh, I was saying maybe can we listen to music again? Yeah. I want to maybe yeah, hear sure. some of these different emotions or different yeah. scenes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Should we play Silvio? Yeah, Silvio.
feel like speaking more, we can also finish this. Oh, wait. Um, I w- just while we were listening to that, Alex, you were saying what scene that was from. That ah, yeah. It's, um, it's basically the scene where Silvio, uh, Yuri's best friend, comes in and, uh, you know, it's all the, the party with Orfeas. They're gathered at the office and Silvio comes in and gives them the bad news that uh, Yuri was murdered. Uh, so basically it's a very key scene in the film and it's kind of like also like if you watch it it's, yeah I mean maybe I shouldn't sp- give spoilers but for me it's like a break yeah. between what's happening before and what's about to happen after this it's like it's really setting yeah. the whole tone of the film I had a question um, for us for you and Phil, like how you started, because you said you don't have a background in opera or classical music, but how you just came across Monteverdi's opera and then how you decided to adapt it. Like, what was the process or the yeah creation? Very good question. Uh, so we would, uh, so me and Phil, we have this group called Fita, and Fita is a conceptual art too, whatever that means. Uh, but we mostly did performances, and we um, not only like performances ourselves but we also curated performances and we were part of groups that were kind of staging performances in Athens um, and primarily working with queer performance so um, lots of like post-drag gender related kind of work body art and that's how also we worked lots with Alex um, who was who is doing similar things Um, and um, because we had a visibility within the scene as these people who do queer performance and um, yeah, the Greek National Opera was like, would you like to do a queer opera? And we were like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I I don't know what was the expectation. What did they they expected us to do? Um, I think maybe they were thinking something like slightly, I don't know, uh, less political. I don't know. Um, Easier. Yeah, like (laughs) let's... More like fun. Reverse the gender of like you know two main characters. Uh-huh, I don't know. Uh-huh, and you uh, went <laughs> into it. But <laughs> I, I yeah. think I think for us like, and I remember like this period of kind of thinking and kind of discussing, and we are at a po- historical point where like, you know, it's just just I don't know, just having a gay couple is like what Netflix does. You know, if you are if you are interested in more kind of challenging, more critical work. Um, you need to kind of push harder conceptually and like think about how gayness and queerness relate to nationalism for example or racism or like um, you know what is the current state of identity politics you know what are the different discourses around identity politics and how are they progressive or not like these kind of these kind of questions are for us the interesting questions so we need to be we need to kind of say something with our work that kind of is meaningful to us because if we're like just to cater to straight audiences about like uh, it's just whatever like as i said netflix does it (laughs) uh like uh, yeah reality tv does it it's not it's not for the avant-garde to do it um anyway where i was (laughs) where i was going with this is that basically Monteverdi is a really interesting uh, case because he was also kind of combining all these different elements that pre-existed to create something that was new. So for us, that's a quite an exciting starting point. Um, and that's what we try to do 
with this uh, work, both with the stage version, but also I think like, definitely with the film version. And um, and and right now we are really happy with the film. I think we achieved something more, like in terms of like how we use the medium. Uh, and sometimes people are like especially when we come to opera context like O Festival, people are like, but will you stage it? And I think if we stage it now, it'll be a different piece than what we staged initially, because now we've learned so much by making the film that we would like to bring this like learnings and make it a like multimedia experience, mm. like mm. for sure, for sure. Do you listen to opera in your free time? More than I used to. <laughs> yeah, More. I mean, yeah. There is this uh, radio station in Greece called the uh, the Third Program. It's like yeah. a public st uh, radio station, and they only play like classical music, and yeah, opera, and and I, yeah, like I really just enjoy to have it on and like be at home and like doing whatever and just, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's uh, I I recommend you can also get it online. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's uh, in the UK there's a. The equivalent for BBC, mm. um, that they play classical music. Uh, but Radio Three. Radio Three. Oh. Yeah. Ah, it's, <laughs> al it's, it's third. It's always a third. I think in Slovenia as well. This, actually, this is where they got it from. In the Netherlands, it's four. Oh, ah. <laughs> spicing things up. NPR Perfect. four, I think. Well, yeah. can I say that uh, they played the whole thing, the whole uh, yes. oh, yeah, the music did. of the whole opera? They played it at Radio Three in oh, Greece, wow. which was surreal. Yeah, to listen to it on the ra like it was. Yeah, it was it amazing. Was, it was and Does it stand alone as, as a musical piece? Can you, like, okay, you have all these images already in your minds, yeah. right? But mm. would you say that it doesn't also need, like, a visual element to it? I think, like, Google because on this radio they play a lot of operas, yeah. and the, the audience, like, the people who, who listen to this radio, they know that, like, okay, they only get the, the sonic part of the... and not the visual one. So I think... Uh, I think it's okay for this kind of audience that is experienced in, this, in listening to uh, operas uh, to listen to it, yeah. Yeah, and also the the MC is kind of like describing what yeah. is happening mm. and how it looks like. It, he, he's trying to convey the experience, but it was really amazing okay. because he was like, he, he was he was really nice and he was praising the work, but also he was like, I hope the next time they make it slightly less political. Well, <laughs> impossible. The next time. Like, yeah. What does it feel like? This work is literally just just about a political discussion. So <laughs> if you remove that, what is left? Like, for me, it was really funny. Yeah. And what was really funny was like different friends of mine who didn't know and just like stumbled on this on 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 radio yeah. and it was like Anthe who is like uh, really? who is like uh, uh, she, she was, was a director like yeah, assistant like director assist uh, like associate, associate director <laughs> and, and she didn't know about this and she was in her car stuck in traffic and she was like I was like am I tripping? <laughs> <laughs> oh that must have been so amazing <laughs> what is happening? yeah yeah it's like is this is this the radio? <laughs> did wow. I did I break the radio like you know she was like <laughs> is it haunting me how is this how is this possible <laughs> she was so confused so the uh, associate di director of the opera house yeah. in no, Athens no, no, she was working piece. with us oh, yeah of your piece yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah. okay no, she yes. was working with us. yeah 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 oh my uh, yeah. i have a question about the singers actors yeah. mm. are they the same people like people mm. who sing the voices in the sonic part of it and then people who appear 
on screen? Um, Mostly. Most yeah. of it, yeah. Like most of them are, yeah. The people who are like you see on the screen, they're actually it's actually their voice. Yes. Apart from the poet, um, who is a, an actor, a very like uh, it's a, he's a famous like theater actor in uh, in Greece. And um, and then because we needed a really really low uh, baritone voice, uh, there is like it's a professional baritone singing uh, the part of the poet, and then yeah, the, this actor uh, playing the poet. Okay. But all the rest, they're yeah, yeah, it's their own voices. The original cast, yeah. Super, super. Um, should we listen to the long track now? Yeah. Ah, there okay. is a long track. Okay. What is the long track? It's uh, Elas and Ohi. So it's the two goddesses. It's in the underworld. Yeah. All oh. right. And All is right. it what part of the film or what kind of opera? So what stage? Uh, it's like later on in the underworld and these are the original compositions. So they here we depart from uh, Monteverdi all like quite radically. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. okay, let's hear it. Yeah, I'm going to 
It's quite fine, actually, this part um, uh, when... So there is this character called Hellas, who is like the goddess of quickness. And when she sings, like, it's basically a collage of different, like, quite famous Greek songs, but many. So it's yeah. literally, it's phrase, it's in, in the melody of a different song, which, again, was something Adriana did, mm. uh, which was like almost like a musical sudoku. Re- so what, like a blending of different genres, like words and songs? I- songs. So we gave her, like, we, we created a list of, like, I don't know, 30, 40 songs. She, she used almost all of them <laughs> um, to kind of create this composition. And uh, even Greeks sh- struggled to get yeah, all the no. references. Me, me too. Like, I, I don't think I know all of them. No, it's impossible. Like, there's so many. But, like, the mashup was so mashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's it's quite... It's, it's What people say is, like, I can tell that it's very familiar. But I don't know what exactly <laughs> makes it familiar. Mm. So I, I guess that was the intention. So it was, yeah. uh, Did you find that in Eurovision as well? Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch it last weekend? Of course, yeah. darling. But you know, like every song, I'm like, I've heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, some of them, yeah. Yeah, Eurovision is exactly like that. This kind of 
the the unconscious yeah well, like yeah it thing. is because it's like ingrained especially all the stuff that you put in yeah. this part it's like ingrained really in our brains in our like the way <laughs> yeah. we grew up and stuff you, to, you listen to as a child you know with your parents yeah. like really really like stuff that you don't even know you know yeah yeah, yeah. funny you mentioned Eurovision because one of the references in the in the composition is the Elena Parisi song that won the Eurovision song post <laughs> <laughs> ah <laughs> Oh, nice! <laughs> you see, <laughs> um, I have to look for that. Uh, yeah, it's 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 an obscure. It's an obscure. <laughs> oh, that's a nice. You can, when you watch it this afternoon, you can. Yeah, that's yeah. what your ears will be prepped for. <laughs> two thirty people. Yeah. People who are listening. <laughs> yeah, yes, come to one. Come. Two thirty. It's good work. Um, I have a couple <laughs> more questions. One for your voices for you for to ask when you're when you feel creating and then you hand it over the more musical side mm-hmm. to I can't remember the names of your collaborators. Mm-hmm. But how was that process like? How um. How did you like tell them what to do, or did you just leave it up to them, or did you have a quite clear vision of what you wanted it to sound like, or were you very open? Um, mm, mm, a little bit of both. I think I think Phil had a really clear vision, um, but also I think when when you work with creatives and when you trust the people you work with, you also want them to bring their vision. Um, and with the music, I think because we stayed quite close to the Monteverdi, f- like beats for a, a large part of this, I think it was less evident. But with with other parts, for example, with um, with the costumes, um, we gave this task to um, a not couture designer uh, called Daglara, who's also a drag queen, um, and she took the the vision and she made it. She made something that was like also kind of brought her uh, unique take um so i feel like yeah there is there was a very strong vision from the very beginning um and a very kind of concrete brief i would say mm-hmm. um uh, but at the same time you know when you work with creatives you want you want them also to do their thing right yeah yeah okay my final question which i think we've only got time for but um what are you both working on now mm. maybe alex we can ask you know projects oh oh well um, uh, okay, right now I think um, the last project that I did, and I think we're still working on it, it's, um, it's a film by Shuli Chang. Um, she's um, a Taiwanese-American artist, and uh, we, we, did this, we shot this film in Berlin, end of March, be- beginning of April, and uh, it's called uh, Yuki. And it's about I don't know. It's a it's also a sci-fi film and about viruses and uh, about <laughs> government uh, controlling people. But actually, she wrote it way before COVID. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. And she, because she she writes a lot of like sci-fi stuff, and I've worked with her before, like in two two other films. And she's I don't know somehow she's really interested in like how viruses like can be. Um, can be used like these situations to like control people and mm-hmm. like and she's a lot like interested a lot like in uh, bodies and sex and like orgasms it's and yeah it's very interesting like uh, about like governments collecting your orgasm data to to control you basically wow but yeah this is <laughs> what i'm working on right now nice and um, w- what stage are you at we're at the post-production i did production again um uh, for this for this work and yeah we're 
we're in the post-production now, like editing, because there's a lot of um, 3D stuff and animation stuff. Like we've, we shot part of it, but uh, that's only part of the film. And the, like most of it is animation and okay. 3D. So n- and now we're like in the, yeah, in this post-production and research for, for um, like footage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Svita, we have I think two things in the pipeline. So the first one is a film project that um, Phil is working on. It's in the early development stages and it's called Oyster. Uh, and it's about a group of queer outlaws that they want to become sea creatures. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, this is, as I said, early stages of development, but really. I think it's a really, really exciting project, and I, um, uh, I'm working with uh, Al- Alvina Chamberlain, who is a writer and performer based in Berlin, um, and we work on a staged uh, musical uh, that uh, it will be based on the Swan Lake, and it will discuss uh, trans exclusionary feminists, <laughs> and uh, and I think it's going to be a fun project. Uh, it will come through, hopefully, in two thousand twenty-three. Okay, so next year. Yeah, maybe, no? maybe. Let's not jinx it okay. <laughs> because we have <laughs> we'll to find see. the money, and uh, uh, yeah. and that's uh, very hard when you do experimental opera. <laughs> and will uh, it be filmed again? And um, right now we are thinking about like first making it on for stage um, and who knows yeah. we don't know maybe one day it will be become a, like film musical but for now we focus on developing it for stage amazing well it was so great to chat to you both and yeah. listeners 2.30 at Worm or Fiesta 2021 yes. will be playing <laughs> um, and Tisa had to leave early because she's performing this afternoon at 5 but um, you will be hearing from us we're broadcasting again at 12 o'clock on Monday at Wednesday at 1 Friday at 2 so you can listen in to our kind of festival snippets we'll be talking to people talking to performers like we have done with um, Foyvis and Alex and so yeah thank you so much and good luck this afternoon I really can't wait thank to you. watch it and hear it uh, likewise yeah really nice chatting to you yeah. thank you bye Radio Worm goes to O Festival reports from Chola and Tisa <laughs>